Welcome to the 34 for 34 podcast, a podcast for and by supporters of David Kim for Congress in California's 34th District. I'm your host, Jerry Wan, and I invite you to join us every episode where we talk to David, the candidate himself, and those on his team, those who support, and those who have endorsed him on his way to becoming the next congressman for California's 34th. To learn more about David, visit him at davidkim2020.com or David Kim for Congress on Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in. And here now is today's episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to 34 for 34. Uh, We are a bunch of friends and supporters of David Kim's campaign as he is running to be our next uh, congressperson representing California's 34th district, uh, spanning very diverse neighborhoods of downtown Los Angeles, Westlake to the north in Eagle Rock, Silver Lake, and to the west in Koreatown and Pico Union, Um, and really an amazing district that I was able to, I was lucky enough to be able to call home uh, for many years and a place that is near and dear to my uh, my heart. And so really excited today to be joined by Mitchell Golden, who is the uh, co-policy director on the campaign. And welcome, Mitchell, to the show. Thank you very much, Jerry. It's great to be here. It's an exciting time for the campaign. We're just about five weeks away um, as a recording and probably shorter by the time you hear our voices. And every day and every week, almost, it seems like there's new Uh, groundbreaking news or drama about the campaign at the highest levels. Um, And to give folks context, we're recording this the day after uh, New York Times broke the story about Trump paying only 750 bucks in taxes for two years and nothing, 10 out of those 15 years. And um, we can argue about whether that was a strategic tax maneuver by people who are in the real estate business. Um, We we, we can kind of figure out all that. and, and so very curious, Mitchell, as you have uh, been on the campaign team and have your eyes and ears uh, within the world of policy far more closely than I am, um, what are some of the things that are exciting you and the members of the David team campaign as we look to uh, finish the last five weeks strong? Sure. What's uh, really exciting to us is that we're seeing a pretty strong public response to some of the policies we're looking to push, uh, specifically UBI, uh, Universal Basic Income. We've recently gotten a lot of feedback from voters and constituents on what basic income would mean to them on a personal level and whether it is um, helping them support rent payments or school payments or simply feel less anxiety to be able to afford food every week. The number and strength of just an emotional response that we've gotten from hundreds of constituents saying how much a basic income would mean to them on a personal level has kind of invigorated our campaign to push even harder and even stronger over the next month and really hope that we can get enough votes to put David in Congress. Excellent. Um, And Mitchell, let's learn about you. What is your background and how did you find your way into politics and uh, specifically onto David's team? Sure. Um, I'm originally from Rhode Island, moved out here about 10 years ago uh, for school and never left. I am a former television writer, and right now I spend my time teaching the LSAT um, while considering a move to law school. And so that's kind of started my interest in politics and government specifically. I found my way onto the David Kim campaign because a friend of mine uh, who knew that I supported 
Andrew Yang and universal basic income as a policy and as a fundamental platform said, hey, you've got to look at this guy, David Kim. He's running on UBI and he's in your district. I live in the 34th. Saw his website and immediately wanted to contribute from the copywriting and messaging department. Uh, looked to volunteer and as the team was small at the time and just building up to what is now a massive general election team and operation, just found my way where I started writing emails. And suddenly, as we started talking more about policy and how we wanted our campaign to message, uh, worked my way up and found my way into this role as co-policy director with Christine O'Connor, who has been a great peer and friend throughout this entire journey. That's awesome, man. Um, as a former two-time taker of the LSAT and a uh, student of the LSAT for um, uh, probably a, a good chunk of a year, um, I uh, big big respects to what you do. Uh, it's hard <laughs> enough taking the damn test, and and here you are teaching it, which is I think is pretty pretty cool, man. Um, and so you you mentioned that you were a supporter of Andrew Yang and other progressive candidates. Um, how did you fall in love or maybe that's a bit too strong, but how did you come to support um, just that general brand of candidates and how does David fit into that model? And, and why do you think it's so important that he needs to be the next congressperson of the 34th? So what made me fall in love with, you know, Yang as universal based income candidate and then other progressive candidates along those lines and David is kind of how they're pushing and David is pushing and we are pushing new solutions that are thought out and that have studies to back them and that demand further research that are more than just, hey, we're going to issue a tax credit and I hope you know about it. Hey, we're going to increase access to food stamps and I hope you know about it. Uh, I was really moved by the book Evicted, which covered uh, low-income renters and landlords in Milwaukee. I think it's Milwaukee. I hope I'm getting that right. Um, but just the amount of work and labor that goes into getting the benefits that you deserve and are afforded by the government is so massive that something as simple as a universal basic income, providing a floor that we know we're going to have, that we don't need to spend 10, 20, 30 hours a week just proving we need is the type of simple solution that seems like it could actually do something. And having read the research and read the studies that have gone into supporting it, it's my belief that as opposed to other governmental programs that seem to require such a heavy burden on people we can extend this type of, you know, stability and it can only help us and help our economy. 2020 has been a uh, fun year. Um, fun in, in air quotes, if you're just listening to us. Um, but it also has been a wake up call for many people who uh, perhaps thought their votes didn't matter um, particularly many members of the 34th are either immigrants or children of immigrants, and many, unfortunately, um, are not as uh, 
financially uh, successful um, and then having to rely on a lot of these programs that David is fighting for. Um, and, and yet, uh, just the way that the American politics and fundraising system has been and continues to be, um, you know, it, it takes money to compete um, through advertisements and through events. Um, what are some reasons why somebody who might be listening should head over to davidkim2020.com and, and perhaps make their first uh, financial contribution to help the campaign? Sure. Um, so the first reason why someone should head over to our website, davidkim2020.com, is to see if they agree with the direction we want to push the nation um, and the conversations we want to create. Uh, we you know, clearly believe that universal basic income, Medicare for all, homes guarantee, and a Green New Deal are great starting points to help build a foundation and a floor for our country that reflects the 21st century. And then if they agree, we are running in a race against an incumbent who takes donations from corporate PACs and large donors, uh, over $200. Uh, those corporate and large donations make up 98.8% of his nearly a million dollars in funding. We are not taking money from corporate PACs. We are funded purely by individuals. And in order to see our platform and these big ideas at least make their way into Congress, we need to compete. And that's where we look for donations and contributions from individuals. So if they agree with us and if they want to see these ideas put forth into Congress, that's where we ask for support in visiting our website. Excellent. Um, we're Depending on when you're hearing this, we're probably just about a month away. Um, and many of our listeners might not actually be from the 34th. Um, but in general, um, if you are hesitant about voting, if you don't think you're going to make an impact, um, from, from your perspective, Mitchell, and from the conversations that you've been having with uh, your teammates, uh, why should we vote? Why is it? Why do we have to vote this time? Voting is important. You know, if I'm going to you know, speak from the heart, not only just this time, but in any time. Uh, this is a country where we have the ability to vote. We have the right to vote. And where that right to vote has been hard fought for so, so many. So if only to respect that fight and take advantage of a freedom that not everyone has in this world and not everyone has always had in this country, it is our duty to vote. Uh, you know, it sh should be a federally recognized holiday. It's not there yet, but we should be voting and reflecting our needs and wants and desires for this country because we are a part of it. Our representatives are here to represent us. And if we don't vote, we're not being represented. 100% agree. Um, it is not a federal holiday. It should be. Um, if you have the honor of running an organization or you have control over people's schedules of employment, uh, we strongly encourage you to consider giving people the day off. Um, and so the pushback there might be, hey, we're all remotely voting. Why do we need people uh, to take the time off? Um, they can go volunteer. They can go help uh, polling booths or polling stations. Uh, we've heard all over the news that it's 
uh, been a low uh, response rate for that. And they have some concerns about people actually physically showing up, obviously due to COVID and some other concerns. Uh, but overall, it is probably going to be one of the most anxious days, uh, not just in my life, but for very many people. And so uh, take the third and the fourth off. Um, I'm not scheduling any meetings for the third. I'm not scheduling any meetings for the fourth. Um, just we don't know how things are going to turn out, but at least you can go out and, uh, and um, you know, support or at least, you know, be there for people virtually. Um, I appreciate you coming on, Mitchell. Um, I, I've been a big fan of David's and having gotten to know him better the last few months. Uh, you know, it's just super inspiring. Um, I don't see very many candidates um, literally going door to door. Um, I don't see people. I don't see many candidates, um, you know, marching and, you know, screaming because it's it's the passion that I think more people, I hope that more people get to see in the coming weeks. Um, and as it was the case with Andrew Yang or very many other people who are running on principles and not on their personalities. Um, however, this turns out, we hope that his values and his work, um, as, as Christine mentioned on a different conversation, it almost seems like whatever he is doing is being picked up by not only his opponents, but other people to make sure that they are being inclusive of that concept. So uh, thanks to the work you and Christine and everybody else on the team is doing. Uh, we hope that the ideas advance. We hope that some of these policies do get implemented. And so uh, obviously it would be more fun to have David uh, in Washington and represent all of us. Um, but uh, I want to thank you for the time that you're contributing uh, to the campaign and to uh, getting the word out there. So thanks for joining us. And hopefully we'll see you in person very, very soon, Mitchell. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of 34 for 34. To learn more about David's campaign and find out how you can get involved in the campaign, visit him online at davidkim2020.com or find him on Instagram at davidkimforcongress. This has been your host, Jerry Wan. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to vote.